Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Nerd Factory Reboot. Today we're going to talk about Metacritic, its user reviews, the toxicity of these reviews and how it can actually be controlled. And of course, this is going to be a criticism towards not only Metacritic, but the fans of consoles who actually make all of this in the first place. So, stick with us and we're going to have a lot of fun while we are being serious here. So, without any further ado, cue the intro. here we go so we're gonna talk about Metacritic as I said and the user reviews that it has first of all what is the situation even about well the thing is that in Metacritic you have two uh, places for reviews you have one of them for critic reviews and you have one for um, user reviews usually I read both of them I read both the critical reviews and of course the user reviews the reason being that when I read them, I can have a better understanding of what I'm about to buy or what I'm about to do. So it helps me a lot. And I think a lot of people, you know, it helps them as well. I mean, imagine just, you know, you have the opportunity to look at different reviews and you're going to be like, okay, is this my cup of tea or not? So while it does help a lot of people, to be honest, it also created this um, toxic space where fanboys just come out of nowhere, give the reviews, and start to bring down a score. This thing happened a long time ago with Last of Us Part 2, and it's not actually new, not even new to Last of Us Part 2. It, it happens a lot of times to many, many different games. So what can even be done? about this what can we even do to fix this well the thing is the first thing that can be done that i think it's so easy just like steam is basically let people get their accounts connected to uh, metacritic like sync them connect them whatever you can do just to say that hell yeah you are connected to this you have this console you have played this particular game so let's see your score now is it a hard thing to do? Actually, no. But why doesn't Metacritic do it? Well, here's the thing. The reason that I think Metacritic doesn't do it is that Metacritic is not only a website for video games, unlike something, something like Open Critics. This is like a site that is host to movies, host to music, TV series, and other stuff. So, if it wants to do that, does it have to do it for every single one? Actually, no, because I don't think all of those places are as toxic as the video game space in Metacritic. And the thing that they want to do, is it a breach of confidentiality or privacy? Actually, no. And here's the thing. On Steam, once you have a game, then you're able to review it. So you can give it good review or bad review, regardless of how long you played it. 
which actually many people are against on Steam, saying that no, it should be a bit longer. But when it comes to something like, for example, um, other consoles, the same thing can be done as well. Just link your account, and the only thing that that website, in this case Metacritic, can see and check for is the video game list that you already have. So using that, then they can say, for example, that, okay, you are um, viable for for giving a review on that particular game. So it's not actually that hard. All it needs is basically the permission to view those lists and simply say that, okay, you own the game, you can give your review, you're fine, go ahead. So that can easily be done. At the same time, people might say that, hey, what if somebody doesn't agree to this? Well, then you can't leave a review. Sorry. But if you're going to be a good reviewer, you need to actually show proof that you own that game so that you don't post, I don't know, something terrible. (laughs) So then we come to the second part. What's the second thing that someone like Metacritic can do something that is again easily done here's the thing when you have the option when you have the power to actually um, go ahead and check well who's who's posting here do they own the game do they not own the game once you have that ability everything becomes much more simpler why because you don't have to deal with thousands and thousands of different reviews which can be annoying to deal with so from here on out you have the opportunity to actually filter out those reviews steam does a kind of washdown version of this word down version where basically if you have bad words or something like that they you know censor it and you know sometimes stop you but they don't really stop you from posting some stupid thing like you can say some really terrible stuff and your review will still be up so the point is here that Metacritic can actually easily just simply check those reviews because after doing this, I'm sure that not many other people will be doing user reviews after all. And any review that's there, it's genuine. So why not? I mean, seriously, it's not that hard to do. It's simply just, you know, limit those reviews, then check those reviews, see that what people are saying is either true or false, and you're golden. And by true or false, I basically mean that, you know, when they leave a review, it's not going to be like, you know, this game sucks because I don't like it. They actually leave a good review. And since it's limited, it's much easier to police this kind of um, review making. So you can do this all this stuff. But then again, why should Metacritic do it just for their gaming division? Isn't that kind of stupid? Like, couldn't... You know, couldn't they or shouldn't they do it for other categories or simply just ignore this category? Well, I believe that Metacritic is getting most of its clicks and, you know, visits simply because of the gaming community. I don't think that anyone who listens to music goes to Metacritic to see that, whoa, my favorite album, for example, got 70. Holy shit. I should not listen to this. I should want 90. I never once even checked to see my favorite artist's scores on Metacritic because I find it stupid. If you like an artist, you 
get the album, listen to it, and if you like it, good for you. If you don't, you don't. It's not that expensive that I'm going to be like, holy shit, I'm going bank bankrupt just by buying this album. But you will lose money if you buy a game you don't like. It costs way more. As for movies, well, I think most people would go to Rotten Tomatoes because that's like, you know, positive versus negative. Whereas, for example, something like, I don't know, um, Metacritic basically goes on and says, what's the score? And that sometimes can be really, really sad. Like, you look at it and you're like, holy shit, that's the actual score? And, you know, I don't believe in Metacritic for... Um, I don't know, for stuff like that, for movies. Sometimes I do, just out of curiosity. But it's never like, you know, I am so curious that I am going to go and see, and if it has a score lower than something, I'm not going to watch the movie. Because the same thing you can actually do with, um, you know, even Rotten Tomatoes actually tells you the score as well, the actual score. So it's kind of weird. But I think that since Metacritic is pretty much known for the, um, you know, for the video game stuff, they should really consider doing this so that it can be done easier and better and with a much more higher quality. Now, the thing is, I have seen this kind of thing implemented where, first of all, they see if you have bought this item or not. And when they do, the next thing that they go for is basically seeing what you've even, you know, what you're writing, right? Like, they look at it and they're like, okay, what did you write? And if they see you wrote some really terrible kind of thing, they're just going to be like, oh, no, buddy, no. Mm -mm, we're not going to post that. Correct this. Fix it. So, is it censorship? No. If you want to review something, there are some things that you should definitely take care of before even thinking about posting a review first of you should be respectful second of all if you don't even want to be respectful or professional at least have the decency to write it in a manner that it can be read by everyone and third give good details we don't expect you to write essays on a game but give us a good explanation as to what the game is and what should we expect now, believe it or not, I like I said, I do go to Metacritic a lot to see the different games I want to buy and see, you know, read the reviews. Why do I do that? Well, because sometimes I agree that the critics can be a little bit too harsh or a little bit too giving when it comes to score. They give too much. So I read through the reviews. Sometimes I just read them to see, you know, what normal people think about it. Because, you know, sometimes I actually think like a critic as well, and I give something a really good score, and then I realize that, yeah, it might not be the cup of tea that everyone would like. So it happens. It's nothing unorthodox or something, you know, that comes out of nowhere. But the point is, there are many good reviews out there that actually paint a great picture for you. For example, I wanted to buy Okami HD. I didn't really want to go for the reviews, critic reviews, because I knew that they were going to be over the moon with this game. So I went to the user reviews, and people were really fond of this game. There was another game I was really fond of. I also went to check out the user scores. Some things like, you know, Sentinel, Aegis Rim, um, Catherine Full Body, actually. 
and uh, Little Nightmares. These are games I was curious to see what people thought. A good example of a very you know wide difference between critics and users could be Days Gone, where I saw that you know technically people didn't like it, critics, whereas normal people they loved it. And when I played the game, I was kind of torn. I didn't really love it, but I didn't really hate it. And this was on PS5, where it should have been perfect. So the thing is, user scores matter. You cannot come out and say, you know, just because you don't like a score, then Metacritic or user scores, review scores, all of them are obsolete. That is simply not true. I've seen many people on Twitter come out and say that, yeah, review scores suck because they're not done professionally anymore. People don't finish their game anymore. People don't do this. People don't do that. Um, I don't know where to even begin unpacking this, but let me tell you. Review scores matter. Aside from the fact that, unfortunately, the bonuses of many developers are actually tied to these things, the point is that you get an impression of the game. Your first impression is the critic scores. You're like, hmm, this game looks to be awesome. Many people don't buy games day one. They wait for scores. They wait for user scores to see what their friends think of the game this can be you know real life friends when they buy the game or it can be internet friends so it's not that hard to imagine that these scores kind of matter remember in the real world there are many times where we look for uh, word of the mouth like people come out and say that hey this movie was awesome you should see it and you're like really and you're like yeah and you're okay let's go watch it it happens a lot. So that's the same thing for user scores as well. I actually don't buy games day one unless I'm a huge fan of that series. Could be, for example, God of War. Could be maybe Gran Turismo. <laughs> a long time that I did that. I haven't bought another Gran Turismo game for a long time. But still, it was a game that I did. Or, for example, I don't know, even Last of Us. Yeah, even me. So, the thing is... User scores matter. So that's why we need to keep it civil. We need to keep it nice, clean, informative, detailed, so that we can help instead of ruin. There are many examples out there of review bombing. Unfortunately, the same thing happens with Steam as well, but with a different reason. The thing that happens on Steam is basically a protest. They go, they review bomb the game so it cannot be shown in algorithms or stuff. So that, you know, Steam even intervenes, if they want to, to see what the hell is going on. Whereas, for example, something in Metacritic, that's not the case. You don't even need to own the game. You basically go ahead and just review bomb it for no reason. I'm not about to read some of these terrible reviews that some people wrote. But suffice to say that it's just sad. If you're angry... You don't need to take it out on a user review. You can take it on, I don't know, go on Twitter, post a tweet that says, hey, I'm mad. Or post it towards the developers. Tell them that, hey, bruh, I have this problem. Why is your game like this? You need to fix this. So it's just weird. It's just really weird, I think, that people can post these reviews 
and they think it has no repercussion whatsoever. It does. It has a lot. It basically just destroys the uh, minds of developers and fans alike. They may not know this review bombing. They don't have time to go to Twitter that much to realize it. Some of them, they go. They find the time. But most of them don't. And they will feel really bad when they see that. And this goes for both sides, by the way. Where I'm talking about, I don't know, Xbox or PlayStation. Stop this nonsense. And since I know you guys are not going to do that, that's why I'm talking to Metacritic in this particular episode. It's not hard to police these reviews. If most of your clicks is for the gaming, you need to do something about it. Because if this goes on, I'm sure that many people will simply ignore the situation and simply go to another site. Or maybe they don't even care anymore. I think that it's something that's super easy to do for Metacritic. I think that they realize that most of their, not fans, but basically most of their visitors come from the gaming community and they need to do something about it. Is this something essential? Yes. I'm not just saying this because I'm a gamer. No, no, no. Like I said, it matters to people. These reviews change the minds of people when they want to buy a game or do anything. So it matters to them. I'm pretty sure that people don't really give a crap when it comes to movies or music on Metacritic. I mean, out of curiosity, we may look at the score, but it doesn't sway us to the point that I'm like, I'm definitely not watching this or listening to this. No. But when it comes to game, it does it for me. Good news, however, is that when you click on user reviews, you see the most sensible reviews mainly, you know, the higher scored ones or the mid-range ones, so you can actually get a better picture. But still, there are many reviews out there in middle of those user reviews that are basically just cruel for the sake of being cruel. So, what should we even do? <laughs> like I said, Metacritic, this thing is not difficult to manage. It's super easy. You just simply have to link the account of the player to the website, which is not difficult. I've seen it happen with many websites. And once you do, gain permission to the list to verify if somebody owns a particular game. I don't think that would be difficult as well. That would be really easy. Once then, they post a review. And, of course, you will show them a guideline at the top saying that, hey, no profanity, no fanboyism or something tribalism is a better word here or stuff like that post your review once when they do it goes up for review and this kind of review it can be done by a computer by writing an algorithm that looks out for those guidelines or it can be done by someone depends on how many reviews i actually get but believe it or not i actually know a website in my country it's like amazon but for us, when you post a review, they actually check it themselves. And the worst thing about this, this is why I say censor matters. Censor, when I say matters, in, in, in I mean that it, you shouldn't do censor, but rather the conversation of it matters. 
is that basically when you write a bad review about something, instead of investigating why there was a bad review for their particular um, product, they simply remove it and say, hey, you have to write it again. And I'm like, why? That's my honest opinion. I don't like this product. And this is my reason. <laughs> so the point is, I know it's a bit difficult. I know that. I realize that. But it has to be done. There is no other way. I wish there was another way. But unfortunately, there isn't. So... Metacritic, I understand. It's a bit difficult. It's a bit scary. But I'm sure if those reviews are organic or real, it helps your image way more than what it is right now. I know that many people out there talking like saying that, hey, your website is bad or stuff like that are in the minority. But think about the majority who don't even know Review bombing is a thing for this particular game and how disappointed they would be when they see the game they waited for is now getting terrible scores for no reason. People don't have time to actually go out and say like, whoa, that's interesting. There's something going on on Twitter. So that's why I keep saying not only will your cl clicks go through the roof, but also, people would actually enjoy reading them and referring to them. Your choice again. I hope this was informative. I hope that this was um, a good episode and that you guys enjoyed it. And um, I'm just, you know, out there just trying to um, help people out. So... I really hope that Metacritic listens to this, not just my particular things that I said, but rather, let's say, they listen to the community and they can actually do something about it. Thank you guys for listening here. Um, I enjoyed this little talk. <laughs> and um, by the way, if you're listening to this right now, today, um, there's a new deal going on on PlayStation, if you didn't know. I don't know exactly what deal it is because it doesn't say on PS app, but right now on my wish list are some games that have been discounted. Scarlet Nexus is getting 40% off. Great game. Go buy it. AI The Somnium Files, which I heard a lot of great things about, is now 16 bucks. Believe it or not, I was actually thinking about this game when recording this because I was thinking of the user scores. Jesus, that's lucky. <laughs> And another game, favorite game of mine, which has been discounted, Yakuza Like a Dragon, has been discounted to $36. So, great news, huh? Way to end the episode. So, thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any opinion of your own on the Metacritic situation and what can be done about it, why not leave it in my Twitter, on my Twitter. Just I post this episode there. You can give your opinions about it, what can be done, what cannot be done, and we're going to just talk about them. And uh, I hope you have a great day, and as always, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can to help my podcast grow. Thank you for joining, and I hope you have a great day.
great day. Until next time.